0: Don't mind let us turn to Colossians three. Colossians three and we're gonna read two passages of scripture, Colossians three, verses sixteen and seventeen. Okay, Colossians three, verses sixteen and and 17. If you haven't, say amen. If you don't, say wait. Okay, all right, not a problem, not a problem. Colossians 3 verses 16 and 17. Colossians 3 verses 16 and 17. And it reads as thus, let the word of Christ Dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. Verse 17. And whatever you do, I'll say that again. Whatever you do. <laughs> In word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for the opportunity to come and gather in the local assembly. God, we have already sung praises, we have worshiped your name. As we continue in this mode of worship, I pray, God, that all distractions are removed. I pray that everything that has already been prepared will be filtered and sifted through your spirit. Let them that have ears hear. Holy Spirit, touch all of our hearts. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Lionel Hampton said, gratitude is when memory is stored in the heart and not the mind. I'll say it again. Gratitude is when memory is stored in the heart and not the mind. For me, I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm truly grateful To have the opportunity to speak to you all on the last Sunday of 2018. That might not be big to y'all, but for me, the the last Sunday of 2018, depending on how you count it, it's either two days before 2019 or one day. Nevertheless, it's the last Sunday of 2019, and and to be honest with you, as I began to reflect over 2018, there have been some obstacles, there have been some ups, <laughs> and there have been some downs. But you know, as I reflect, man, my heart began to sink. You. you, you my heart began to sing because I realized that, to be honest with you, y'all, y'all hear me say God is faithful, but God is truly faithful because even when I did not keep the promises that I should have kept, God kept his. We're going to work this. We're going to work this. Even when I should have done the things that I knew I should have done, Consistent. I want y'all. I, I want y'all to reflect with me as we walk through this, as we converse through this sermon. I want you to reflect on what 2018 truly means to you. What 2018 really, really has been for you. But I said, God is faithful. And with that reflection, it caused a greater desire to, to respond now instead of waiting until next year. Yeah, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there. Because I recognize what God has done for me throughout 2018, I'm I'm not even looking at the other years, but just 2018, it caused me to be more grateful, and because I'm more grateful, it makes me want to do something now instead of waiting until tomorrow. We're going to build this, we're going to build this. Why? Why? Because tomorrow's not promised. Right? Tomorrow's not promised. But see, I need to call my friends more. Yeah, I I hear some people say, "Mm, yeah, me too. I I, I need to call my friends more. Why? Because throughout 2018, I've called upon the name of the Lord and he was there for me. So I, I, I need to be a better friend. So I, I've been dabbling with this thought of philanthropy, you know. You know, while you're in the line, Starbucks, you know, you you get your Thai tea latte, right? And you see someone behind you just paying forward what they've done. I mean, for what they are about to get. Why? Because. To be honest with you, when I think about how God has paid for my sins, he's paid for all the things that I have now, it makes me want to respond and do a better job at philanthropy. I don't know about y'all, but... God is working on me with passes. you you know know that pass like when somebody offends you and you know I'm going to give you a pass today because obviously you're having a bad day and I'm not going to allow you to mess up my day so I'm going to give you a pass I'm giving out grace passes because you know what when I think about how I may have offended the Holy Spirit and God still loves me he still blesses me He still puts up with me. Yeah, yeah. I I need to be a little more gracious. But a grateful heart causes you to want to respond now instead of later. We're going to build on this. We've been all tempted to put off today for tomorrow. We've, we've all been tempted to, to put off what we can do today for tomorrow. Let me ask you, how many of y'all waiting for the New Year's to write your New Year's resolution? Oh, so nobody's going to raise their hand. all right? Okay, all right, I, I get it. I get it. Right, how about this? How about this? I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many of y'all waiting for the New Year to come in, to get in the gym so that you will be prepared for the summer to have your summer body? Okay, all right, all right cool, cool. No, nobody want to... Res- Patrick, you know, so, so, some, some may be waiting for tax season to come around so that they can get more money to begin to save. No, it's a little quiet. But we all have been tempted to put off what we can do today for tomorrow. Healthier habits create now, not tomorrow. I said again, your healthier habits are created now, not tomorrow. So let me encourage you today is the greatest day right now, right at this very present moment. It's the greatest time, it's the greatest moment to respond to the goodness of God. Right? It's the greatest moment to respond to the goodness of God. Why? Because our ethics come from our relationship with Christ and his lordship. I'll say it again. Our ethics, the way that we handle things, the way that we move and navigate within things, they come from Christ and his lordship. Christ and his lordship. So we come now to Colossians 3, 16, 17. And it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts, sing songs, hymns and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. You are created to bring God glory. I'll say it again. You, you are created to bring God Glory. I'll say it one more time. You are created to bring God glory now. That was a great place to celebrate because God has given you purpose. But let me tell you something. You are created to bring God glory now. Because God is calling us now. Now. Not tomorrow. He's calling us now, not January the 1st. He's calling us now to continue to put on the new man. He's calling us now to continue to put on the new man and be his examples in all the relationships. That we enter. He's calling us now. So let me say it again. You were created to bring God glory now. So so I I have the privilege of just talking about three. Can we can we can we dig real quick? Three. Here, here, here we go. Look, 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 look. Verse 16, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I, 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 I said, be influenced by the Holy Writ or, or Christ himself. Be influenced by Christ himself. See, 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 Christ is the supreme umpire. Christ is the supreme umpire. He's the one that dictates what's right and what's wrong. Right? He's the one that dictates what's right and what's wrong. And if you view, if you allow your vision to skew, you begin to see those things that are wrong as right. So if Christ is to dwell within us richly, right, we have to allow Him to have space to keep house. Now, I know I know you know y'all from Raleigh and all but I'm a country boy, right? And and when it means to keep house, it means to keep the house in order. It means to be able to go into any room that you desire to clean any area. Yeah? Yeah, so let's let's deal with that. Are you allowing Christ to only sit in the couch, on the couch in your living room? But not Go into that junk room. A few people only know what that junk room is, right? You go in and you get lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or, or, let let me say this. Are you only allowing Christ to sit on the the couch, the beautiful couch, right? But not allow him to see the other rooms where, where there's just junk and stuff stored, those skeletons, if you will. have to give space for Christ to keep house are we allowing or are we willing to allow Christ to dwell to take up residency Or, or is it only he can get a pass to visit no no spending nights just visit and if you're gonna come over, call ahead. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Christ, Christ, I understand that I'm to be extremely influenced by you, but this is what I desire. This is how I understand it. This is what I, I, I. But are we allowing Christ to to dwell, to keep house? He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. He goes on to say, to teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. We must be not only influenced by Christ himself, Christ being the supreme umpire, Christ keeping house. We must be infectious with our advice and praise. We must be infectious with our advice and praise. See, see, see the beautiful thing is whatever Christ touches... It's influenced. So if the word of God, if if Christ is dwelling within us, and we are allowing the word to touch our thoughts and conduct, then the very things that we give would be of the same mind as Christ. A better a better way of saying it is, if whatever we say, if it's contrary or if, it's con, uh, or if it contradicts what the word of God says, then has it been touched by God? We must be willing to allow the word to touch our thinking and conduct. And in doing so, we grow in wisdom. In doing so, we grow in wisdom. How many are like, how many like to bump their heads? Just by a show of hands. Just, just come, on, come on. Come on, it's okay, it's okay. Just, just, just be honest with me. Oh, y'all, you all you hear what I said? I said it again. How many of us like to bump our heads? No, you, you don't like to bump your head. That might be a little bit severe. Okay, how many like to stomp our toes? You sure? You positive. So if you don't like to bump your head and if you don't like to stomp your toe, then why do we not give ourselves to wisdom? Because there's a going thought, a going philosophy that experience is the best teacher and no, no, no. I firmly believe wise counsel is the best teacher. And if you get more theological, technical, the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher of all. So, if we don't like to bump our heads and if we don't like to stomp our toes, then that means we want to give ourselves open not only to the Holy Writ, but to our brothers and sisters. So that they can check us. So that they can check us. Why? Because, check this out, on sharpens on, right? So guess what? If I learn something and I know it to be true, I come to you, I realize that you're in the same situation that I am in or that I was in and I share wisdom with you, not just knowledge, but wisdom, then it should behoove you to listen to me So that I can sharpen you that you might be better. But it's not just that way. It's the opposite as well. If you've been in a situation, if you are in or on a level that I desire to be, it would behoove me to sit down and listen to you. Why? Because you have already gone through. And you have wisdom that I can learn from. Why? Because I don't like bumping my head. Why? Because I don't like stomping my toe. Because honestly, pain is painful. (laughs) Didn't know if you knew that or not, but pain is painful. So Paul says, I need you to teach. I need you to warn. And I want you to sing. Teach your brothers and sisters what you know. But also warn them of the very things that you know are true. And then secondly, sing. So for all the brothers that can't sing, I'm obeying the scriptures. I'll just listen. But check this out. It says, man, allow the Holy Scriptures, allow Christ to dwell in you richly, right? And in doing so, teach. Don't be so selfish and to have knowledge, to have wisdom and not share. Why? Because I want to have the same mind as Christ. And Christ loved you all. Christ loved me. That he died. And not only did he die, he sent the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit might guide me. So just acting in that same spirit, if I know something and I see you going wrong, it is my responsibility as your brother or sister, well, I'm your brother, you're my sister, you get what I'm saying, to warn you. Because if I don't, then do I really love you? If I see you going down the wrong path and I say nothing, do I really love you? It's like that example where there was a flood. And real story. Damaris and I we were in Myrtle Beach. And as we were going, it had flooded. And we turned around. Though I didn't know the other person and it was dark. Did I have a responsibility of telling them, hey, first of all, you're going too fast. (laughs) Second of all, if you hit that water, it's not going to end pretty for you. I didn't have to tell them. But because I cared, I blew my horn, I flashed the lights. did what I was supposed to do. Would you yell if you saw someone going down the wrong path? Let me break it down a little bit further. Your brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters, would you yell? Of course you would. But what about those people that you don't know? Would you yell? The Holy Scripture says, yes. Teach, warn, and sing. Why? Because of the teaching and the warning has blessed your life. That's the reason you can sing. Because you know, despite all that's happening, you know that God has your back. Why? Because not only do you read it, you have something visual to see because your brothers and sisters have instructed you. Amen? Amen? Cool, 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 cool. So, so, so be infectious with our praise and advice. Paul urges us to teach, warn, sing, and this is all done with our lifestyle and counsel. Lastly, verse 17, he says this, and this is what I get excited about. This is this is my, my piece right here. It says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father, Through him, be impressed to do well. The first was to be influenced by the Holy Writ, Christ Himself, be infectious with our praise and advice, and thoroughly be impressed to do well. And and I want to say this real quick your efforts create mighty ripples in the ponds that you're set. Your efforts. Create mighty ripples in the ponds that you're set. What do I mean? What you do affect the people around you wherever you are. If you're in college, what you do affect the people that are around you. If you're in the hospital, if you do outreach, if you knit and sew, even if you're the CEO, your efforts affect the ponds that you're placed in. I said that God created you to bring him glory now. And Paul says, and whatever you do. Beloved, you don't have to wait until 2019 to bring him glory because in whatever you do, today is the greatest day, the best time right now to bring him glory in your words and in your deeds. Why? Because where you are placed right now, in your family, on your jobs, even in your spiritual life, right now, God has placed you there strategically to bring him glory. Now. Not tomorrow. I know a lot of people are expecting a great thing on 2019, January at 12.01. And that's great. But even right now, you can bring God glory. Even right now, God is using you. Even right now, as you leave the parking lot and you go to wherever you're going, whatever you do whatever you say whatever you think and however you respond God has placed you there to bring him glory Thank you, God. Thank you, God. and to bring it down a little bit more as the body of Christ God is calling us to work together in our relationship to bring him glory how? Scripture says that they will know you are my disciples, being Christ, by the way you love. I'll say it again. They will know that you are followers of Christ by the way you love. I'll say it one more time. They will know that you Are followers. They will know that you are Christians and you won't have to wear signs and medallions and things of that nature to broadcast that you are a Christian. They will singly know that you are a follower of the Messiah by the way you love. So, beloved, your word or deed, no matter whatever you do, through word or deed, do it. For the Father. And as you do it for the Father, you bring the Father glory. As you do it for the Father, you bring the Father glory. Why? Because you were created to bring him glory. Not tomorrow, right now. You were created to bring him glory. Now. So. I close with this. Just as a reminder, that you are God's representation in the land. Beloved, those that trust Jesus as the Lord and Savior, you are God's representation in the land. Are you bearing His image? Well, are you bearing His image? well. Why? Because you were created to bring God glory. Now, Let me say it again. How many image bearers of Christ?